0: Leisu sawaa. That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us that they are not all the same. Leisu sawaa. This is plural, meaning the Ahlul Kitab are not all the same. Every single person from the people of the book does not possess these characteristics. So do not generalize that every single one of them has poverty of heart. No, this is not the reality. Leisu sawaa. Min Ahlul Kitabi. From the people of the book is who. Ummatun, a group of people who are qaimatun. Qaimatun literally means standing. Doesn't mean they're always standing. No. This means they are upholding, they are establishing what the commands that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given them. Meaning they are fulfilling their duty. They are fulfilling their obligations. And what else do they do? Yatluna ayatillah. They recite the verses of Allah. So first of all, they're obedient. They are adhering, they are firm and steadfast from the commands of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. They are upright. Secondly, yatluna ayatillah. They recite the verses of Allah. And remember the meaning of tilawa: one is to recite, and the other is to follow. So they read, meaning they learn, and they also follow, meaning they observe. And both of these are necessary: learning as well as applying. Because without these two, a person suffers. So yatluna ayatillah. When do they recite the verses of Allah? الليل, in the hours of the night. Anna is a plural of inyun. Alif, nun, ya, inyun. And it means hour. A portion of time. Especially of the night. So, in certain portions of the night, whether it is in Maghrib or Isha or after that in the middle of the night, at the end of the night, whatever, what do they do? They recite the verses of Allah. hum yasjudun. And they also prostrate. Meaning, amongst the people of the book also, there are some who are devout worshippers. Who are devout worshippers. They are obedient to Allah. They learn the book. They apply the book. They worship Allah. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 121, we learn, أَلَّذِينَ الْكِتَابِ so, always there are some people who recite the book as it should be recited. They give the book its right. They believe in Allah and also in the last day. They believe in Allah, they believe in the last day. They command that which is right and forbid that which is wrong. And they hasten in doing good. Yusari'una is from Musara, from Seen Ra'ain. And Sura'a is to be quick, to be speedy. So Yusari'una, they're running. Running, hastening. In doing what? In Al Khairat. is the plural of Khairat. And Khairat, good thing, good action. It is every deed by which a person benefits himself, brings Khayr to himself, or brings Khayr to others. So, for example, when a person prays, is that of the Khairat? When a person prays salah, is that of the khairat? Yes. Why? Because a person is benefiting himself. Okay. If a person teaches someone something good, then is that of the khairat? Yes. How? He's benefiting himself and he's also benefiting others. So, وَيُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ They are busy, they're hastening and doing good. Meaning, they're not just walking in goodness, they are running in goodness. One thing after the other. It's a race. It's a struggle. It's an effort. Constantly, they're busy in this. fil khairat. Allah says, وَأُولَٰئِكَ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And they're the ones who are from the righteous. Meaning they're the company of the righteous. They have righteous company. And they will be among the righteous in the hereafter. And where will the righteous be? In Jannah. So they too will be in Jannah. In this world... They have surrounded themselves with good people. In the hereafter, Allah will keep them with good people. So we see that there are people from among the Ahlul Kitab who are as described over here. They are not sinful. They are not greedy for this dunya. They are not those who are poor at heart. No. They are those who accept the truth when it is presented to them. There are those who believe in Allah and the last day. And that means definitely that they believe in all of the prophets of Allah as well. So these ayat are basically describing those from the people of the book who accepted Islam. Who is this referring to? Those from the people of the book who accepted Islam. When the truth was presented, they accepted which is why they do amr bin ma'ruf. Which is why they do nahyun al munka. So, for example, from the Yahud who accepted Islam, Abdullah bin Salam. From among the Nasara, who accepted Islam? Two people from the delegation of Najran. They came back. They accepted Islam. Najashi himself, the king, he accepted Islam. So there are people. But like Allah mentioned earlier, minhumul mu'minun wa aktharuhumul Not the majority, but some people accepted, and they are described. In good terms, in these verses. Allah says about them, وَمَا يَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ And whatever they do of any good, meaning any good deed that they perform, فَلَنْ يكفروه, Then they will never be rejected its reward. yukfaru from kafara. Kafara literally means to cover. And then it means to disbelieve, to reject. So فَلَيْنْ يُكْفَرُوهُ Meaning they will be never rejected its reward. Any good they do, Allah will not reject reward for it. No, Allah will reward them for it. Because Allah is ashakur, shakur He is greatly appreciative. وَمَا يَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَلَيْنْ يُكْفَرُوهُ وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ بِالْمُتَّقِينَ And Allah is knowing of those who are fearful of Him. Allah knows. The reality of people. He knows who is muttaqi and who is not. He knows who is sincere and who is not. Who is doing what? With how much enthusiasm and with what intention. This is why He is the one who rewards. In Surah Al-Insan, Ayah 22, we learn, kana lakum wa kana This is your reward and your effort is appreciated. So never ever feel that if you do something for the sake of Allah, It's a wasted effort. No. It is not a wasted effort. It happens sometimes that you do something and it takes so much of your heart, your time, your confidence, your guts to do it. And people don't even notice it. People don't value it. People don't pay any attention to it. So at that time, what should you think? Never again am I going to bother? Yeah? Is that what we should do? No. Expect reward from who? from Allah. And remind yourself that وَمَا يَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَلَنْ يُكْفَرُوا وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ بِالْمُتَّقِينَ Allah knows about those who fear Him. So He is the one who will reward. Now if you look at the characteristics that are mentioned over here of those from the people of the book who accept Islam, whose good characteristics are mentioned, the first deed that is mentioned is Tilawa that they recite the verses of Allah. When a person recites the book of Allah, then what will that lead to? Increase of Iman. And when a person has high Iman, then what will he do? If your Iman increases, what will you do? The time for salah comes in and you're like, yeah. The opportunity to give sadaqah comes in and you're like, yeah, somebody else will give. No. When your Iman is high, then you will do good yourself. Isn't that so? And when you will do it yourself, will you not tell others about it? Yes, so that's where Amr bil Ma'roof comes in, and if you see someone doing something wrong, will you not stop them? Yes, that is where Nahiyat al Munkar comes in, and then a person cannot stay at rest. You said Iruna fil Khairat, he hastens in doing good. So you see that all of these characteristics are related to each other; one leads to the other, but it begins with what does it begin with? Yatluna, recitation, tilawat. So if you feel that you're lacking in goodness in doing good if you feel that you don't have any desire to do good you don't have any desire to earn reward that iman is lacking then what has to be done tilawa and what if it's like you don't even want to recite the quran then what do you do billahi rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim and start reciting Force yourself there. Seek refuge with Allah and start reciting. Because it's only shaitan who is stopping you. The recitation of the Qur'an is something that is so beneficial, that is so fruitful, that you cannot know what you're missing unless you recite the Qur'an. It is the key to success. This is what will lead you to amal righteous deeds in this dunya. And this is what will lead you to great heights on the Day of Judgment. On the Day of Judgment, a person will be told, Iqra wa taqi Read and ascend. Read as you used to read in the world and keep ascending. Keep going higher and higher in the levels of paradise. And the last verse you recite is where your destination is in paradise. It is the key to success in this dunya and akhirah. But unfortunately, we have made this so difficult for ourselves that we don't do it. When we don't do it, we deprive ourselves. So it begins with the tilawa. And it's only natural that when a person has iman, he will have love for the book of Allah. When he will love the book of Allah, will he leave it? He won't leave it. When you love your cell phone, do you ever leave it? Do you ever forget it? No, you don't. People sleep with it. People eat with it. Shop with it. Walk with it. Jog with it. I mean, whatever. They're doing it with their cell phones. They cannot part with it. Because they love it. So when you love the book of Allah, you will not leave it. And to love the book of Allah, you have to read it. You have to learn it. You have to apply it. It has to be meaningful to you. And then we also learn in these ayat about a very good, a very important characteristic, which is, They are of the righteous. Meaning, they are from the company of good people. In this dunya, they are surrounded by who? Good people. Because good people, good company, has a very, very great impact on you. You start imitating your friends and you don't even realize. People who are around you, you start talking like them, you start walking like them, you start laughing like them. You know, my son, I've noticed, he's only three years old. But recently, you know, he's been with some people who laugh in a particular way. And he's actually laughing like them. And I'm just amazed how much company can affect. You know how children, they affect each other? They pick up expressions and they pick up words. They don't even know what they mean, but they will use them just because they heard their friend or their cousin using them. And sometimes adults, they start talking like children because they're always surrounded by children. So your company Definitely has an effect on you. So we see that suhbatul the company of the righteous, suhbatul salihin, the company of the good people, is from asbabus salah, is from the means of reformation. It is one of the ways of reforming yourself. A poet once said, I love righteous people, and I know that I'm not one of them. Meaning, I love righteous people, and I know that I'm not a righteous person myself. I have many faults in me. salah in hopes that Allah will give me salah, will make me a righteous person. So I love righteous people, I stay with them in hopes that their goodness will rub on me someday. I will also become like them. This is why the Prophet said that a good friend and a bad friend are like a perfume seller and a blacksmith. Right? Perfume seller, if you're with him when you will leave, you will smell like perfume. And a blacksmith, if you're with him, when you will leave, you will smell like smoke. If you go to a coffee shop, you will smell like coffee. Right? And if you're sitting next to a person who's smoking, you will smell like smoke. Correct? So your company definitely has an effect on you. Al-mar'u maru ala دين خليله A person is on the religion of his friend. A poet once said, عَنِ wa if you want to find out about someone, how they are, you know, people are investigating a prospective spouse, right? So the poet said that don't ask about the person. But ask about his friend. Check who his friends are, how they are, what kind of people they are. Because qarinin bil yaktadi. Every friend follows his friend. So, What's the summary here? That righteous people will affect you. So surround yourself in the company of good people. That is what will protect your faith. That is what will grow it. That is what will move you to doing something good. It may happen with you that it's time to do something good and you don't even remember because your friend is doing it. You remember to do it. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. (San) Lenny,
1: you إلا أذان at me, and you من أهل الكتاب أمم قائمة يتلون آيات الله آناء الليل وهم يسجدون. يؤمنون بالله واليوم الآخر ويأمرون بالمعروف وينهون عن المنكر ويسارعون في الخيرات وأولئك من الصالحين وما من خير فلن يكفرون. وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ بِالْمُتَّقِينَ
0: إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Indeed, those people who disbelieve, لَن تُغْنِيَ عَنْهُمْ أَمْوَالُهُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُهُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ شَيْئًا Never will their wealth or their children avail them against Allah at all. وَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارُ and those are the companions of the fire. hum fiha khalidun They will abide therein eternally. In the previous verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the people of the book. How? That some of them are those who accept iman, but the majority of them, what is their state? That they are fasiqoon, they are sinful, meaning they remain as disbelievers. But then it was also mentioned that لَيْسُ sawa'a They are not all the same. Meaning, don't generalize. Where there are some amongst them who remain firm on their kufr, there are also some who accept iman. And their good characteristics were mentioned. What were some of their good traits that were mentioned? First of all, that they recite the Qur'an. What else do they do? They do sajda, they prostrate, meaning they worship Allah. They do ibadah. What else do they do? They command that which is right, forbid that which is wrong, and they... Hasten in doing good deeds. And they are the ones who are from the righteous, meaning they have righteous company, and they will have the same end as the righteous people. And now, on the other hand, those people who disbelieve, what will their end be? What will their consequence be? Allah says, those people who disbelieve, Alladina kafaru," And these disbelievers includes all kinds of disbelievers, whether it is from the people of the book, or it is someone who was a believer and became a disbeliever, any kind of disbeliever, someone who rejects Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who rejects the laws of Allah, the commands of Allah, Lan عَنْهُمْ أَمْوَالُهُمْ Their wealth is never ever going to avail them. The word تُغْنِيَ is from غَيْنُنْيَ and ghina is to be rich, to be free of want. And igna is to enrich someone else to make them free of want, meaning to fulfill their need. So, لَن تُغْنِيَ عَنْهُمْ أَمْوَالُهُمْ Their amwal, plural of mal, their possessions, their properties, their wealth, they can never ever save them, protect them, enrich them from who? From Allah. Meaning they can never save them from the punishment of Allah. What else can never save them? وَلَا أَوْلَادُهُمْ And nor their children, plural of walad. Their wealth and their children cannot help them from the punishment of Allah. Why do you think these two are mentioned? Wealth and children. Because when a person is in difficulty, when a person is in trouble, then what is it that helps him? It's either his money or it is his children. For example, if a person is at the verge of losing his life, meaning someone's about to kill him, what will he say? Ask me whatever you want. I'll give you all my wealth, all my money, everything. Just spare my life, don't kill me. Isn't that so? A person is willing to give all of his wealth in order to save himself. If a person is ill, he is sick, then what will he do? For his treatment, he is willing to sell his house. A woman is willing to sell her jewelry. People are willing to sell whatever they have in order to save themselves. And then, what else is it that helps a person when he is in difficulty? His children. Because a child can never see his parents in difficulty. A child can never see his parents in problem. And when he sees that his parents are suffering, he will do whatever that he can in order to rescue them. But we see that over here, those who disbelieve their wealth, their children cannot save them from Allah, meaning from His punishment on that day. Meaning, the person's wealth, his children, are useless to him. They cannot assist him at all. وَأُولَئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ And those are the companions of the fire, whom فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ And they will abide therein eternally. If you think about it, wealth and children cannot help a person against the punishment of Allah. And many times, what is it that makes a person disobey Allah? What is it? Wealth and children. It is for the sake of earning money. It is for the sake of enjoying money, right? enjoying the dunya. It is for the sake of pleasing people, pleasing family members, children, that many times we end up disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you think about it, in the previous verses, some good qualities were mentioned, such as tilawah of the Qur'an, such as sajda. Now what is it that prevents us from the recitation of the Qur'an? We know we should recite, but what is it that stops us? What is it that doesn't let us? Because we're too busy with our money, with our house, with our possessions, with our children, with our families. I'm not saying that do not give them their right. No, they are your priority. You have to take care of them. Their rights are their rights. But they should not stop us from the recitation of the Qur'an. There has to be a balance. Where we are concerned about fulfilling the rights of our family members, we also have to be concerned about fulfilling the rights of the Qur'an. For our own sake, for our own benefit. And we see that in this world also, many times it happens, that a person is in trouble, but his wealth doesn't come in any use. His money doesn't help him. His family, even they leave him. If this happens in this world, then what will happen on the Day of Judgment? If Allah shows to us in this dunya that your wealth cannot save you, people cannot save you, then what about the Day of Judgment? Isn't it clear then? So those people who because of their money, because of their families, they compromise on the deen, then this is worse for them. Those who disbelieve their families, their children can never help them from Allah. This is the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Munafiqoon, Ayah 9, that, لَا تُلْهِكُمْ أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُكُمْ عِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ that don't let your wealth and don't let your children divert you from the remembrance of Allah. Don't let them distract you that you don't even remember to remember Allah. That you completely forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you think about it, if you analyze your day, it begins with what? Cooking and cleaning and you know getting ready to go to school or whatever stage of life a person is in. It revolves around family and money. You know, people wake up, first thing they do, get ready for their work, and immediately leave. No time to remember Allah. No time to remember Allah for the rest of the day. It begins in that manner, the day ends in that manner. But Allah says, The day of judgment is the day when your wealth and your children cannot help you. Your wealth and your children cannot save you on that day. Māthalu, The example of ma yunfiquna Of that which they spend فِي هَذِهِ الْحَيَاةِ dunya In this worldly life. The example of that which they spend in this life. Who? Those who disbelieve. Meaning, whatever money they're spending, whatever efforts they're putting in, whatever work they're doing, the example, the description of all of that is is It's like the example of Rih. Rih from the root letters ra, yah, used for wind. And remember that when the singular word is used rih, then it refers to such wind that is destructive. That causes destruction. And when the plural is used, riah, many times in the Quran it is used for such wind that is beneficial, meaning that brings rain, clouds, that brings rain. So it's beneficial for people. But riah is what kind of wind? Destructive wind. So the example of all they spend in this life, all they enjoy in this life, the efforts that they put in, in this life, is like that of a wind. And this wind is, fiha صِرٌ In it sir. صِر. What sir? Is sir is from the root letter, صَادِ And it's basically, a strong wind, that is extremely hot, or extremely cold. So what is it? Extremely hot, or extremely cold. But also, very noisy. Because, Sir is also understood as tasweet to make noise. For example, the noise that is made by the movement or the rumbling of or the shaking of you can say pebbles or stones. All right. So extreme noise, extreme cold or extreme heat. So it's a wind that is very very severe, very strong, extremely chilly or extremely hot. Asabat, and it reaches from the root letter saad wa ba. It hits. It strikes. Hartha the field, the cultivation, the crop of a people who have and أَنفُسَهُمْ who have been unjust to themselves. The word house we have done this earlier as well, haratha it's the crop and it refers to the deeds, the actions. But this wind, it reaches, it strikes the cultivation of who? Those people who have been unjust to themselves. Think about it. A farmer who plants... His garden, okay, or his field, at a time when winter storms are coming very soon. Is he doing Zulman himself? Is he? Yes. Because he is putting in all that effort at the wrong time. At the wrong time. So what's going to happen? One wind chill, one snowstorm, the temperatures drop overnight, and all his efforts are wasted. One strong wind, a hurricane, and everything is gone. So, and anfusahum. They planted it at a wrong time. The action was correct, but the time was not right. Likewise, and Fusahum In the context, what does it refer to? Those people who have been disobedient to Allah, who have been doing kufr. So what will happen? All of their deeds that they have done, their efforts that they have put in, whether it's charitable work, you know, being very nice and generous and kind towards others. Whatever efforts they have been putting in, it's like their field, their crop. But then on the Day of Judgment, what's going to happen? It's as though their crop has been struck by, has been devastated by, a strong, chilly or extremely hot wind that was very noisy. And as a result, that entire crop is finished. It's gone. فَأَهْلَكَتْ So it destroys it. هَا Halak, destruction, completely destroyed. So that they're not able to reap any benefit from it. They're not able to gain any outcome from it. Their spending, their investment, everything is wasted. Allah says, وَمَا ظَلَمَهُمْ اللَّهُ Allah Allah has not been unjust to them. This is not that Allah is being unjust with them, that all of their efforts He's wasting. No. وَلَكِنْ أَنفُسَهُمْ يَظْلِمُونَ They are wronging themselves. How? Because they're not doing what they're doing in the right manner. If a person sows the seeds at the end of summertime, and then comes fall, whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? It is his fault. He should have planted the garden at the right time. If he planted it at the wrong time, and at the end all of his efforts are wasted, whose fault is it? Allah's fault? That He caused the winter to come? No way. This is the natural way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the seasons will change. So likewise, this is the natural outcome of the one who does good with kufr. That his efforts, his deeds are not going to bring any benefit to him. They are just wasted. Simply wasted. Now if you think about it, the disbelievers, they spend their wealth for many reasons. First of all, a person spends on his own personal use for his own enjoyment, okay, his own nafaqat. And we know that when a believer spends on his family even, then even that is charity. Isn't it so? He is rewarded for the morsel of food that he puts in the mouth of his wife. If a person is spending on himself to seek knowledge, to fulfill his needs, so that he can be a good servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he can live a good life, so that he can accumulate more and more good deeds, that everything he spends, whether it is on his gas or on his car, on his house, his electricity bills, his phone bills, with a good intention, in a good way, in a halal manner, isn't that rewarded for? Yes, it is rewarded for. But on the other hand, the disbeliever when he spends, then all of his spending is wasted. It will not bring him any reward. Why? Because he's not doing it in the right manner. He's not doing it with iman. He's not doing it with the hope of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In surah al-Furqan, ayah 23, we learn, وَقَدِمْنَا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً مَنْسُورًا And we will regard whatever they have done of deeds and make them as dust that is dispersed. All of their deeds will be turned to dust that is dispersed. Why? Because, Allah only accepts from who? Those people who have taqwa. Those who have iman. Then likewise, a disbeliever, he may spend in charity. You know, on the poor and the needy, orphans, people who need help, he spends on them. Even that will not bring him any benefit. In Surah Al-Tawbah, ayah 54, Allah says concerning the hypocrites that, وَمَا مَنَعَهُمْ أَنْ تُقْبَلَ مِنْهُمْ نَفَقَاتُهُمْ إِلَّا أَنَّهُمْ كَفَرُوا بِاللَّهِ وَبِرَسُولِهِ And nothing prevents their expenditures from being accepted from them except that they have disbelieved in Allah and in His Messenger. Because the Munafiqeen, the hypocrites, they would apparently spend a lot in the way of Allah, they would contribute financially. And they would also accompany the Prophet ﷺ in some of the battles. And anyone who accompanied the Prophet ﷺ in the battle, he had to spend on himself. He had to take care of his own expenses. But Allah says that their expenditures are not accepted. Why? Because of their kufr. So even when a person is very charitable towards others, very generous, kind, helpful, even that will not be accepted if he is doing that with kufr. Because kufr renders all of a person's good deeds in vain. Now a person might say, this is very unfair. Why? I mean, look at the effort on the part of that person. Why won't Allah appreciate that? Because that person is not doing it for Allah. He's not doing it for Allah. If you want reward from Allah, then you have to do it for Him. If you're doing it, for the benefit of people? Okay, you've benefited them. Good, you will see the outcome in this world. Like we see today. That many people are helped by others, not in the name of Allah, but for other reasons, for other motives. And they are achieved. A person feels happiness in his heart? Okay. The person who was suffering from poverty, from sickness, from disease, whatever, he is relieved? Okay, good. You get the result. But that result is where? Only in the dunya. In the akhirah, only that person will get good result who? aimed for that result, who wanted reward from Allah. And thirdly, the third kind of expenditures of the disbelievers are which ones? Those which they do in opposition to the Prophet in opposition to the deen of Allah. So if a person spends in order to oppose the deen of Allah, then even that will bring him no benefit. That will bring him no benefit. In Surah Al-Anfal, Ayah 36, Allah says, Inna Ladina Amwalahum, Liyasuddu فَسَيُنْفِقُونَهَا ثُمَّ تَكُونُ عَلَيْهِمْ ثُمَّ يغلبون. Indeed, those who disbelieve, they spend their wealth to avert people from the way of Allah. So they will spend it, meaning they will keep spending it. And then it will be for them a source of regret. On the Day of Judgment or later on, they will have regret. That we spent thousands of dollars on this, but we weren't successful. So the main lesson over here is that when a person does something without iman, then no matter what deed it is, no matter what charitable effort it is, it will not yield him any reward. Why? Because he's not doing it for Allah. And when he's not doing it for Allah, Allah will not reward him for that. Also we see that no matter what heights of power, of wealth a person may attain in this dunya, if he disbelieves, his might, his family cannot help him from Allah. It doesn't matter how rich, how powerful, how strong, how influential a person may be in this world, how successful he may be in this world, if he does kufr, then nothing can help him from Allah. A person can be remembered for centuries, for thousands of years in this world. People can be inspired by him. They can praise him, on and on. They can keep writing about him. They can follow him in his footsteps, appreciate his efforts, whatever. But if that person does kufr, then that is meaningless. Because even if the entire mankind were to help him from the punishment of Allah, they cannot. In Surah Saba ayah thirty seven Allah says It is not your wealth or your children that draws you close to Allah. No. It is your good deeds. It is your iman. So having a lot of money should not be the goal in our lives. Yes, it is a benefit, but it should not be the purpose. The purpose of our lives is to draw close to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah 48, also, Allah says, نفسٌ نفسٌ Fear the day when no soul will help another. No intercession will be accepted. No compensation will be taken. And they will not be helped. So it doesn't matter how strong a person is, how influential he is in this world, what he needs to succeed on the day of judgment is Iman. And these ayat also teaches another important lesson, which is that. Our lives are an amanah on us. We should value the life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us. If Allah has blessed us with money, if Allah has blessed us with great opportunities, if Allah has blessed us with great people around us, whether they're family members or friends or whoever, then this is not just so that we can enjoy our lives and just be busy with them. No. This is so that we can work for our akhirah. We can make our jannah. You see, Allah bestows to everyone, the one who believes and the one who disbelieves, the one who is righteous and also the one who is sinful. But who is the one who makes most of it? The one who believes, the one who is righteous. Because his wealth, his children will benefit him in this dunya and in the hereafter. He is making use of whatever help that Allah has given to him. And on the other hand, if a person does not use them in the right manner, then he is wasting himself he is really wasting himself. This is just like a person has a great qualification. Now, one is that a person goes out, works, makes money, makes something of himself, and the other is that he just sits with it and does nothing. Which one is better? Which option is better? The first one. If a person is not making use of his talents, of his qualification, then he is wasting himself. He is being unfair with himself. He is being irresponsible with himself. He is doing himself a great injustice. So when Allah has given us time, should we waste it? No. When Allah has given us money, should we waste that? No. When Allah has given us great opportunities, should we waste them? No. Seize the opportunities that Allah is giving to us because they are a means of obtaining heights in the Akhirah. And if a person suffers there, Then it is only his fault and nobody else's fault. ولكن أنفسهم يظلمون. Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 195, that وَأَنفِقُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إلَى التَّهْلُكَةِ. وَأَحْسِنُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ. That spend in the way of Allah and do not throw yourselves with your own hands into destruction. Do something with your time. Do something good with your money. Don't throw yourselves into destruction. And do good. Do ihsan. Indeed, Allah loves the doers of good. So do ihsan in your life in whatever capacity that you can so that you can attain great heights in the hereafter. Recitation.
1: Inna anhum amwaluhum min minallahi <laughs> shay'a وَأُلَائِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ مثل ما ينفقون في هذه الحياة الدنيا كمثل ريح فيها صر أصابت حرف قوم ظلموا أنفسهم فأهلكت وما ظلمهم الله ولكن أنفسهم يظلمون.
0: The example that's given over here of a field, of a crop that is ready, but a wind strikes it, a hurricane strikes it, and it's destroyed, it's ruined. Think of it as the life's effort of a person, the entire life of a person. Whatever he brings, the output of it, and that's destroyed completely. Why? Because of the lack of iman. Likewise, with the lack of sincerity, with the lack of ikhlas also, the efforts of a person are wasted. Allah does not accept them. So do yourself a favor, be fair to yourself, be good to yourself by doing what you're doing. For whose sake? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For His pleasure, so that they're really worth something. But unfortunately, we do what we do to seek praise from people, and when we don't get that praise, we stop. We're destroying ourselves.